There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. Hey, Krabbies, I'm not here right now because I'm having a hysterectomy. I have a condition called adenomyosis, which is really fun. That means that my lining of my uterus grows into my uterine wall every month and then has to detach itself, which is really painful. I also have a bunch of fibroid tumors, which are benign, but uh, yeah, the thing needs to be chucked. But I do get to keep my ovaries because my doctor said I have many eggs left and I'm very far from menopause. Wink, wink. How are you doing? So they're just going to float around in my body and be released every month and, you know, and just roam around without purpose. Kind of like this show. Except the show um, isn't in my body. Okay, I'm going to stop there. Oh. Welcome, welcome everybody to the Don McLean show. <laughs> Let's just admit it since she's not here. Yeah. Uh, John, you and I have had this conversation probably every week off the air, and Ross will include you too. Uh, this show wouldn't exist without McLean, seriously. <laughs> no way. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just thinking if you want me to just hit the close music right now, I can do that. <laughs> well, she explained it pretty well. Um, I was, I, I knew she was going in for surgery and I knew it was something to do with, uh, her privates and stuff that I didn't want to know about. <laughs> and then, uh, my talk of the station she works for, um, tweeted a segment from the Jason and Alexis show where Dawn explained to the listeners, uh, exactly what was going to happen. And I'm going to start a start, a stopwatch. So I know. I remember exactly when I bailed out what she said. That, uh, <laughs> that, that, that I just thought, you know what, that's too much information. Um, so if you have that segment ready, Ross, let's just play that. And uh, if you're a guy like us and you're getting uncomfortable uh, already, uh, don't worry about it. This probably won't go, though. You said 17 minutes? Yeah, it's fast. Yeah, no, we won't last 17 minutes, I promise you that. Um, but were you going to say something, Ross? No, on-air production meetings, so you guys can hop in and chime in and people can hear your, your cringes and your laughter. I'm going to leave your mics on, okay? Okay, okay. I, won't, I won't swear. <laughs> go ahead. Well, you know what? What's going on, Don? Let's just, <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm going to be gone for a while. Yes. I'm going to have a medical leave of absence. I had no idea when I scheduled this surgery how long it takes to recover. And I was like, what? I thought it was a couple of days. <laughs> My doctor's like, oh, no, no, no. Four to six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. And it could, I could be back sooner than that, but I was shocked to learn this. And I'm like, well, I have to have it done. And I hope you take all the time you need to heal. Yeah. And not I, feel pressured to come back, you know, right when you're not ready. Right, right, right. Um, so 
I wanted to talk about this because I don't think women talk about these things enough and there's no reason not to yeah you know these are our bodies and i want to educate people on a condition that i have as well as let people know that you can talk about it yes so um my womb is bad (laughs) (laughs) i need i need to get rid of it that thing needs to be chucked okay yes so (laughs) the deal is is that i have something i started to have really painful periods and actually more than one period a month boom right there which is not fun <laughs> that, like, that's that's where i know? bailed out and this right started there. like last you month. made it a minute and 10 so seconds it's taking me because of surgeries you know it's hard to schedule a surgery it's oh, taking yeah. me until now to be able to get this surgery which is why scheduled a few times too yeah yeah which is why i wear a mask all the time if you see me with a mask on I can't get COVID because if I do, I have to reschedule this and I just don't want to. I have to have a hysterectomy. So the deal is, is that I have adenomyosis, they found out, which means that the lining of my uterus that, okay. you, that is usually I, this shed is, every this month. This is too much for actually, me. Actually, each month it grows. <laughs> We're done? I, I think so. Okay. Don't, don't you? Itself. Yeah, we can we can be good. I, I there was a wonderful song that Dawn recorded that I can play for you if you want to hear that. If, if you yeah, if you have it ready, and then I do have uh, some questions for you because I, I know you're an expert in that area of a, a woman's body. Uh, so I have some very technical questions for you once uh, Dawn. Um, and did she do this song for my talk or for us? I think she, she did it for my talk. Yes, this was done for my talk, and it's uh, basically a, a Coldplay ripoff, which I can't play because of rights issues. But right. if people want to look it up, they can. It's uh, Coldplay's, I believe, it's my universe, which she laughing already, which she redid to my uterus. Right, of course. And I think you guys will enjoy this. I'm going to play it now. Okay. Okay. Go. You, you are my uterus, and you should go before it's worse. You, you are my uterus, and you hurt my body up inside. My uterus, my uterus. John, as a side note... We've got to play that on GL. How do we get that yeah. on the air without how, how Such? Do you get, uh, yeah, Such? should we yeah. just use it for a, a bumper music? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris, play this. Save that for uh, Reavers, um, Ross. There's a couple of other funny parts for you. I want I want to play. Okay, because oh, she yeah. she goes even more. Oh, it goes on. Wow, production and everything. I think we need to do this for charity, but here, listen to this. This might be the full version. Uh, Rocco gave me a bunch of different stuff, and I vetted it uh, very poorly. I thought I played the right one. So. That's okay. Here we That's go. Okay. Yeah, it's it's funny, irregardless. Dawn has a really good voice, by the way. She oh, t- she's, she says she doesn't, and I know no, that one... She- that one she's trying to be, you know, like Coldplay, so it can be a little different. But here, I think you'll enjoy this one, too. <laughs> you, you are my uterus, and you should go before it's worse. You, you are my uterus, and you hurt my body 
up inside my uterus. Wait for this. My uterus. <laughs> Soon my uterus be gone, and along with it all the pelvic pain. But I still have my heart and my liver and my kidneys and my brain. It's a common procedure. Adios, I didn't need ya. Been a while till I can cope again. And I'll come back without fallopians. <laughs> I might be humorous. Some say ludicrous. Catch me rhyming at you without my uterus. Don's going to kill me for playing the unproduced part. So I'm sorry, Don. But they're all awesome and she is uh oh. such a good sport and it sounds like things went well so we're oh, happy about that so the acapella part wasn't meant for for uh the public i'm not sure if it was but it is what it is and it's it's out there now and you have heard from people at wow. the station who have talked to either don or uh, mc and she's everything's okay yeah i actually did a quick hit on uh my talk this morning with alexis and eric perkins and she told me on the air that things have things went well so Good. That guy says like a lot. Eric uh, Perkins? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he says like a lot. Anyway. Um, we all have crutch words. Um, yeah, mine like, is um, like. um, um, <laughs> like um, why did I say that? Um, uh, so, uh, and she's going to be okay, and she's is she at home or is she still in the hospital? Uh, that I don't know, and she is out um, at least three pods. And then yeah. it's week by week from there. So the latest she'll be back would be that last week in August. So this is the show for at least roughly a month. The last All week the in August. All the listeners just went, thanks for the warning, Ross. Yeah, and now they won't be back until the last week in exactly. August. You know what, though? <laughs> what does that mean for the state fair? Let's have another on-air production oh, meeting. right. Uh, we can't do this show on that Wednesday because we have Wednesday off, the GL right. Wednesday. And there's no way I'm going into the fairgrounds just to do this dumb show. We'll figure it out. We'll pre-record. We'll we'll take care of it. Boy, you sound like management more and more every day. Ross. It really does. Really you, does. Uh, I, you know, I heard you filling in uh, last week on my talk, and let me say, that was a really, really good shows. You did really, really well. Far better than I could have ever done. Um, but. You need to focus on the um, the 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 air stuff. Stay away from the management. Well, stuff. you'll be glad to know that starting in August, I'm picking up a few more podcasts that I'll be producing in third voicing. So that's fine. So you'll be glad to know about Just, that. Uh, also, Dawn will be checking in on these podcasts on occasion. Ross is oh. the best. Ross is the best. <laughs> Ross is the best. <laughs> Ross, can you, as part of Kenny's management thing, can you say this for me? Can you say, it is what it is? Please oh, yeah. say that. It is what it is. Yeah, uh, see, you're, yep, you're going to be is a radio what it is. manager. I can, can tell you, radio uh, manager. Say, uh, say uh, let me run something by you. Say that. Hey, I got to <laughs> run something by you, Kenny. That's okay. That's, hey, that's, hey, Kenny, can I pick your brain on something? Yep, yep. We need, we need to have a, what's it called when they have a meeting where everybody's throwing out bad ideas? Brainstorming uh, session? Yeah, yeah, we need to have a brainer. Yeah. Kenny, uh, you got time to meet me in my office the, uh, Friday afternoon? Uh, no, no, sorry, Dan. I mean, Ross, no, no, I won't be there. <laughs> uh, there's a few more key phrases that'll occur to me, and I'll have you ask them. Uh, but back to your, uh, your medical degree, not a lot of people know that I am actually a lawyer by trade, although I don't practice it. And you, uh, in fact, are not only are you a, a suave ladies' man, but you are 
a doctor for uh, the nether regions. You know everything there is to know about uh, women's private stuff. Um, she said they're taking her womb out. Yeah, I didn't know that that was something that could be done. And But she'll still be producing eggs. Yeah, and they'll just disappear. So that means... <laughs> Whatever that means. So that means she can't have babies. Yeah, that was what the wink wink was for to all the guys. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought. How you doing? I, that's what yeah. I thought. Just, okay. just to make this a little more medical, a hysterectomy is, quote, a surgical procedure to remove the womb, because the, the uterus is the womb. They're apparently the... Words are interchangeable, and, and that's yeah. what they're telling me on the How dumb must, me, how must we sound right now? I it's know. So well, many, this is stuff. these old men talk about? This, I have always been willing to mind my own business, and when it comes to this stuff, I've always been willing to leave the room when this stuff comes up, or <laughs> the, the monthly visits from Flo, or when uh, I had one girlfriend that called it my blessing. Uh, I got my blessing oh, today, uh, you know, so she's not pregnant for this month. Uh, but but that's a, a need to know basis kind of stuff for me. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, but I think this is proof, John, of what you and I have been saying. She's a major market talent. I, I don't know what market oh, are yeah. we fifteen, twenty, eighty. She needs to be in the top five. Yeah, she's brilliant. She, she, on the yeah, end. she really is. She's all around, and she, you never know what's going to come out of the woman's mouth. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if the, if the radio station she works at, and I'm not telling them what to do, but just let her go. Just boom, let her I, let her fly. John, That's, you're so smart. <laughs> That's what I would do. If I was a, a PD in this country, I would hire her. I would tell her, you write, tell me what I'm going to pay you, and I would. Yeah. And then I'd say to you, do whatever the hell you want. Just Kenny, you're my be- best friend. <laughs> I know. Or your agent, one or the other. Yeah, something. I don't know. So we've got, what do we've got? Sidekick and Dawn in a can here? Hey, That's what we've got? It's Dawn, it's Dawn in a drop bin is what we'll call this. <laughs> well, I think since we're using her so much, she should absolutely get paid for uh, these appearances, yeah. right? Ross, yeah. your management. Yeah, is she Z- gonna get- Zevia, step up. These- yeah. These do- <laughs> these dawn drops brought to you by Zevia. <laughs> See now here, there's his management side again because I always hear, "Oh, we got to get a few more advertisers before I can give you any more money." <laughs> so Ross, it's working for him already. What the hell? I'm worried about you, Ross. I'm trying to guilt them into 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 uh, increased exposure. What does that mean? That that's a management <laughs> phrase. I, I'm not it, sure. It really I'm fam- is. Yeah. Familiar with that one? What's that mean? Who's the dumb one now? <laughs> <laughs> So that's what you're doing. You're just setting me up yeah. so you can put Dawn Drops in. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Oh, Welcome to the Dawn Drop show, everybody. Uh, uh, Dawn, in all, in all sincerity, I, I, she's just heart of gold, too. Incredibly talented and so dang nice that I just, I'm glad everything went well. And it's killing her not to be here. Yeah. So I hope we get her back as soon as possible. But also, on the flip side, if I was her... I would milk this thing through the state fair. The oh. last day, oh, yeah. she said the last day would be August 23rd. I think the state fair starts August 25th. And okay. in my head, I'm like, do you mean September 6th is the last day you might be out until? Because that's what I would do. Oh, yeah. don't say that to her. <laughs> don't do that because we really need her. I don't know what we're going to do for, uh, for, what are we going to do for the next month and a half, John? 
Let's face it, neither one of us really want to be here that much. Kitty, uh, what you, what'd you have for supper last night? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I'd like to do to, uh, with Don? Um, oh, boy, that almost came out wrong. Um <laughs> I would like to explore. I would like to record one of our private conversations that we've had before, so the world can really get both barrels one hundred percent of Dawn because she <laughs> is an absolute riot when she knows microphones aren't around. She is really funny, whether she's happy or angry or depressed. It doesn't matter. She's seriously funny. One of the uh, best. It's fun to hear the angry Dawn some, or sometimes. Oh, it's oh, so it sneaks hilarious. Out every now and then, it just yeah. That's she where does. I was going. One of the best moments from this pod is when she was ripping on all the people sending her emails and tweets about you should <laughs> yes. do this, you should do this, yes. and she's yeah. like, I want to go to their place of business and <laughs> yes. tell them that's not how you do that. Yeah. yeah. And there's yeah. one part where she's like. And you try to be nice to them. <laughs> you try. <laughs> it's so, uh, it was so great. Anyway, let's uh, let's at least get in a couple of stories before. Because uh, seriously, I could sign off right now. That would be enough of a show for me. <laughs> um, but oh, you know what? I, let me before we get to the stories. Let me tell you uh, and talk about DK Mags. Uh, they're a gun shop up in New Brighton, a full service gun shop, and they're on the web. Easy to remember site, dkmags.com. Uh, and we're still pushing these gun locks. And I can't stress this enough. And a lot of guys that have been owning firearms their whole lives like me, um, I've got to admit, I've got about 20 of these gun locks, and about three of them are in use. A- and that's not right. We've got to get all of our firearms locked up, even if there's no children or people around. Um, It's just a good preventive measure from getting these firearms in the wrong hands. And DK Mags has everything available to lock these firearms up. Uh, DK Mags also buys uh, unwanted firearms. They'll do trade-ins. If you want to upgrade, you've got something sitting in the gun cabinet you don't want, bring it in. See what you can get for it and get into something new. Um, And you know what? Even if you don't, let's say you're going to leave town for a month or a year or five years, have DK Mags lock it up. They can take possession of that thing, and uh, and then you don't have to worry about it at all. 443 Old 8 in New Brighton. Uh, wonderful staff, great selection, really good prices. And the staff part is what got me to go there the first time, and it's what keeps me going back. These guys aren't snobs. They're not going to talk down to you or treat you uh, like some of the other shops around town. They also have another location up in Monticello, Monticello Pond and Gun. That's where you get everything you could possibly find in a pawn shop, a lot of good stuff. Uh, They're at 1219 Highway uh, Highway 25 in Monticello. And, of course, uh, DK Mags on the web at dkmags.com. So I haven't heard any radio stations or podcasts or any, and I'm sure they've done this story, but... It came out a week or two ago, and it's about this guy that was accidentally overpaid 300 times his salary, (laughs) and he bolted. He did the Kenny thing. He got up and and got out of there, and now they can't find him. Do you have that story, John? Yeah, yeah. Uh, It's in Chile, or as I like to say to annoy Mr. Sushre, Chile. Yeah. (laughs) A man man submitted his resignation and could not be found after they paid him 330 times his salary. Uh, It was just a simple payroll error. In terms of American money, 
Uh, he, for the month of May, received $180,418. He was supposed to get $545. Wait, <laughs> so, uh, pause there. Yeah. So he was getting paid in American money per month $545? Yes, and he works as a dispatch assistant at cold meat manufacturer Consorcio Industrial de Alimentos. So, so what do they sell, like alligator meat and snake well, meat probably, and stuff? You know, this bologna and, you know. It, is their cost of living must be way less than ours. I would assume so if he's only making 545 See, so. you were taking that the other way than I was, Kenny. You, 330 times his salary, he was able to resign and never be heard from again. Yeah. 330 times any one of our salaries, we'd still be coming to work the next day. You need that drum roll. Actually, uh, I did the math. I'm not going to tell you. Um, but before the oh, show, yeah, I yeah. took the, um, and there were three figures that I added up for the month of June. And then I times them times 300. And uh, it was a tidy sum. And it would be really? enough to inspire this. Um, but I, I want to finish the story before I, I get to my nefarious yeah. plans. He, uh, he did tell his manager uh, of the payment. Uh, the manager reported the issue to Human Resources, and they, of course, uh, went to the bank and asked for the extra money back. Mm-hmm. He agreed to go to the bank the next day, the fella, but he kept the money and ignored any communication from his employer over the next few days. Good. He then sent his resignation in through Good. a letter sent to the company by his attorney. The worker has not been heard from since. Consorcio Industrial de Alimentos has filed a complaint against the worker, alleging he was misappropriating funds. Uh, so far, no arrests have been made, and police aren't uh, saying whether or not uh, they've contacted the man. Okay, let's go around the round table, uh, starting with you, Ross. W- would you? What would you do? I think we know the answer. Yeah, you, unfor- so unfortunately, yeah. I do the right thing, but in hopes that by doing the right thing, they'd at least still give me some of the money. Oh, hell no. They're Come on. You anything. <laughs> also, you I did work is? with a gentleman where, to a degree, this happened. For X amount of time, he was being paid more than he should have been. And then when the company figured it out after a few years, they wanted all the money back immediately. Really? Oh, they can't do that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a real big to do, and lawyers were involved, and it got a little uncomfortable at work. I did, do, did he, I do remember did, that. Did he know while it was going on he, he was being overpaid, or did he just assume it was part of his? It, he claims he didn't know because it wasn't so big that you would yeah, probably right, sure. notice it. But over the course of I think three to five years, it turns out to be a lot sure. of money. And when the huh. company figured it out, they wanted it back. Did they get did it he, back? Yeah, I they? I don't remember what happened. Eventually, said employee went away, and I really to this day don't know if said employee left and kept the money, or if said employee was basically told you can keep the money, but you need to leave, or if there was litigation that returned. But it got pretty bad. I mean, it, huh. it did. It wasn't your dad at the record store. <laughs> no, was it wasn't my dad. It wasn't right. my dad. At, no name off of Portland. Stop on by for all of your vintage vinyl and great conversation. That was a freebie. That was a freebie. I'm Your sorry. Your works at No Name, huh? Yeah, I didn't know that. He, he I, did. I think he's still technically on retainer, but huh. he's... He, That's how I met him and Ross, John, because <laughs> really? um, my roommate also worked there. Also, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Uh, Papa Jeff worked there on Saturday mornings for like 30 years for three hours. And oh. from what I understand, <laughs> Jeff would roll in. He, he'd open up or, or get there right at, at the start. 
uh, put on some good music, light up a cigar, and entertain the customers. Yeah, and all and all of his buddies would just show up. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I oh, I'd be really tempted, but I just figure in the end they're they're going to get their money. That the hassle might not be worth it. So yeah. you are so honest that uh, if I didn't know you, I'd hate you. Seriously, yeah. Ross. <laughs> you're too lovable, John. What are you? What are I, you doing? Uh, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't live with myself if I did that, Kenny. Sorry. Yeah. yeah I, you I have. Would, I would immediately say, uh, "Excuse me, <laughs> you gave me too you much have money." The guilt issues. Uh, of course, I would be I gone in a second. And I, <laughs> I, uh, l- listening to this story, the guy made a number of mistakes. Number uh-huh. one, he alerted his manager. That was the first mistake. And then number two, he sent his resignation in. When this happens, you get you go get that money and cold hard cash, and you disappear forever. And just you yeah, know, just leave. Yeah, you yeah. Get, you get gone. You if, if you're going to commit to it, you get gone. But here's the you problem. Disappear. And I'm just guessing. I don't know, but I'm just assuming because um, red tape and America being what it is. I don't think I'd be able to take that amount of money out of, of my bank account in cash, would I? Could you go? Let's say, just pick a figure. What what was it? A hundred thousand dollars? Let's say eighty. Yeah, okay. Let's say a hundred and eighty was deposited in your checking account. Mm-hmm. Could you walk in there and say, "I need all of that"? <laughs> I can tell you. I think you could if it was prearranged, maybe weeks in advance. Most banks. It's been a long time since I've actually walked into a bank, yeah. but a lot. Somewhere near the teller, you'll see almost like a, a sticker or something that's, you know, I don't know, maybe four by four, fairly small, that tells you the most you can take out, and it's always like three or five thousand grand. It's so it's not it's not a huh. huge amount of money. That's ridiculous. It's your money. So you're telling me Elon Musk can't go in and pull out a million dollars cash. Well, he's Elon Musk, so he probably can, <laughs> but Ross Brendel, no. Somebody will probably, you know, you know, find M- at MSP underscore traffic on the Twitter machine. I know you want less followers or me at Brendel Ross. Somebody's got to know banking. Tweet us and let us know. But I I do remember seeing something about the, the max withdrawal you can make is X amount, and I've seen that at multiple banks. The, I just looked up something, and I would always thought it was ten grand uh, because I thought at that point you have to start reporting things to the federal government, and no. apparently it, it is ten grand. The re- the reality is withdrawals of ten thousand or greater are allowed, but they will trigger federal government reporting requirements. So the government would find out immediately if you withdrew, you know, twenty five grand. My God, what country are we living in? <laughs> hey, it's not supposed to be political, remember? Yeah. Well, this isn't political. <laughs> that just that doesn't seem fair. It's my money. It's your money. It's your money. Yeah. Yep. Give me I my agree. money. Pay up, yep. sucker. Well, why do they care if I'm buying a bunch of baseball cards and bobbleheads for twenty five grand? <laughs> okay, so that brings me to the, uh, another point. Evidently, I've heard, and I don't know for sure, I can't walk into the local Ferrari um, shop and lay down a million dollars cash for a vehicle. You can't, you can't buy a very expensive vehicle with cash. Is that correct? Don't know that, that one. I don't know either, yeah. What about a home? I don't think you can do it with a home either. I think you have to prove where the money came from. In my case, okay, yeah, I can relate this to me. In my case, I paid off an IRS thing two years ago. 
I refinanced um, the home I'm in now uh, last spring, and they were very adamant about getting the paper trail. They wanted to know where the money came from hmm. that I paid off the IRS. And it wasn't that much. It was like, you know, two grand, something like yeah. that. It wasn't that much. Sure. Yeah. And, and for for one of them, I said, well, I, I just wrote him a check. You know, it was like 950 There's a couple of them. $950. I just wrote him a check. Why do I need a paper trail for that? It was just in my bank account. Huh. If you make an all-cash offer on a home, I'm sure there's a vetting process there, right? They need to know exactly where that came from. So to use your scenario, you can't show up with a suitcase of cash. You probably need to show them in this bank account, there's X amount of cash, and I'm going to write you a check. I don't know what a cash offer on a home looks like. That's something I could only dream of whenever you hear, oh, I, I lost out to somebody with an all-cash offer. Oh, must be rough to have all that money just sitting aside. <laughs> but, Ross, by a cash offer, they're writing a check. Right. I mean, they're not coming with a suitcase. No, I get I get that. But what I'm yeah. saying is if you wanted to buy a home with a suitcase of money, you can't right. do that. So we work with a guy, Joe Souchere, who does most of his transactions, day-to-day in-person transactions, with cash. And he mocks and laughs at us that, like, mm-hmm. for, say, uh, we use our card at the gas pump. He yeah. never does that. But if you had that kind of cash and you wanted to lead that kind of lifestyle, it'd be pretty tough for b- bigger purchase items, right? Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> and then there's places you go, even like at the state fair, uh, that uh, what, what is it? The chicken place? No. Uh, what's the uh, turkey place? Turkey to go. Turkey to go. Yep. Great turkey. Yep. You have to use a card there now. Yeah, you can't pay cash. And I think a lot of that is to prevent robbery. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they just don't want cash sitting around, and that's becoming more and more the norm, where you cannot pay for small everyday items with cash. Mr. FYI, I think maybe you can look this one up, too. I think sure. I, I use uh, uh, Wells Fargo, and I believe when I go there, this has only happened a few times in my life, but when you use the ATM machine, they have a max that you can withdraw from the ATM. And, but that, I, and that's we, always made me laugh, too, because, again, to your point, Kenny, that's my money. But I set that limit. Right. And I was going to say, do you that's set, set that limit? You. Yeah. Uh, mine, I set mine at 200 um, Kurt Cobain set his at 500 because uh, he wanted to keep his heroin habit in check. That's the rumor. That's what I heard back when he was still alive. But, yeah, and, and there's been times, and I also have put a limit on my card, Ross, uh, yep. and there's been times where I've called the credit union and I'll say, I need to make a big, big purchase over the weekend, pull that limit off, and then put it back in on Monday. And, okay. and that's just fine. Well, so you uh, have to have this- the... I was just going to say, I don't want to make this part of the show because people don't care, Kenny, but now with our new credit union, you can do that online. You can change the limit yourself. Just thought I'd throw that out there because I, well, never mind. We got paid. Yes, Wait, sir. I got to think about this for a second. Uh, do you want to? Look at the pictures in front of you, Kenny. Look at the pictures in front of you. I'm not going to say anything. Oh, okay. We're going to move along. <laughs> After the show, perhaps you can. John went fishing and came back with nothing. Yeah, I did. John, I spent the last hour debating on whether or not to bring that up. And no, I'm oh, not. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, because. Well, now I really want to know. So. 
As soon as oh. the show's over. So circling back, Kenny, you are you're getting circling back. That's a management <laughs> phrase. Don't don't go there, da- uh, Ross. Oh you're, my god! You're taking your 180 and you're getting gone. Is what it yeah, sounds like. I'm getting gone. Okay. So uh, about a year ago, a, a local guy um, passed away, and this guy, nobody could curse better than this guy, and he was mean as a snake, and he was foul. And he was generally considered a rotten human being. I read his obit, and they painted him in his obit as walking at the right hand of the Lord Jesus, like he was this beautiful, pure (laughs) soul who did nothing but good. And I couldn't believe what I was reading. And the only reason I bring that up is because we came across an old bit. I think, Ross, you might have found this story, right? Yes, yep. Where a guy passed away, and uh, I guess he was a real scoundrel, and his son wrote the old bit, and it made the news because it was a mean old bit. Yeah, yeah. As more background, he apparently the guy left when this kid was nine. and uh, so he, That'll do he some knew, damage. He knew him up to the age of nine, and then yeah. the guy went on to have several more children with other women, and they don't know how many, so stepbrothers, et cetera. They don't know what they have. So that's what he kind of based his obit on. So the guy basically went from woman to woman, would knock him up, and then split. What yep. you guys just talked about right there sounds like every Everclear song you've ever heard in your life. I'm happy to say I don't know one Everclear song. Yeah, I think I do, I know the one he did with Santana. That's the only one. I oh, know it's that one. guy. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, do you happen to have this obit, John? I do. Yes. Uh, here's the actual obit as it appeared in the newspapers. Lawrence H. Foff Sr. was born in Belmont, New York, April 16, 1941. He passed away on June 27, 2022, living a long life much longer than he deserved. He is survived by his three children. No, four. Oops, five children. (laughs) Well, as of 2022, we believe there is one more that we know about, but there could be more. Wow. His love was abundant when he came to himself, but for his children, it was limited. At a young age, he was a ladies' man and an abusive alcoholic, solidifying his commitment to both with a path of destruction he left behind, damaging his adult children and leaving them broken. Lawrence Sr.'s hobbies included abusing his first wife and children. He loved to start projects, but he never followed through on any of them. He enjoyed the life of a barfly for many years and had a quaint little living space studio above his favorite hole in the wall, the Club Nashville. Lawrence Sr. did spend over 20 years in the NYPD, but even his time in service was negligent at best. Because of his alcohol addiction, his commanding officer took away his gun and badge, replacing them with a broom until he could get his act together. Lawrence Sr. did claim to be clean and sober for over 30 years, but he never worked any of the 12 steps, including the 8th and 9th steps with his children making amends. Right. He possesses no redeeming qualities for his children, including the ones he knew about and, quote, ones he knew about. Wow. Oh. (laughs) It will be challenging to miss Lawrence Sr. because he was narcissistic. He was incapable of love. Lawrence Sr.'s passing proves that evil does eventually die, and it marks a time of healing which will allow his children to get the closure they deserve. Lawrence Sr. can be remembered for being a father to many 
and a dad to none. Wow. Obit. I don't think evil dies there because I think that guy was probably raised by a scoundrel and uh, his dad raised by a scoundrel. And if he did what they say he did to his kids, that evil lives on, right? Because it always lives on in your children um, unless they all take the appropriate steps to, you know, squash that. Uh, Incidentally, the newspapers that ran that, there were two newspapers. (laughs) One of them apologized. Uh, and said basically they they don't proofread obits. It's you know the people get they send in the obit and they get to print what they want, but they didn't realize this one was going to be uh, oh you know a little mean perhaps. Uh, so they just let it fly and then they apologized after the fact. Have you either of you two ever been happy when you found out somebody you knew uh, passed away? And it doesn't have to be family. Just somebody you knew that you thought was a bad person passed away. Were you were you were you ever happy? I don't think so. I don't recall anybody that I felt that way about. Although perhaps there have been quote historical figures. That yeah. That, well, world's better place now that he's gone. right. Yeah, right. that's that. Uh, that's all I could think of. I mean, even even people that I don't like, I just kind of rid them from my life and don't really think about them. Carl Casted tore down our treehouse when we were kids <laughs> because evidently some of our nails fell in the road, his driveway oh, next to sure. the treehouse. He got yeah. mad, and one night after all the kids, and we were all you know less than eight years old, we were kids, he, we, he tore it down. He came out wow. there, the, the entire treehouse was gone. Years and years later, I'm probably in my 20s, I found out that Carl went face down in the lawn while mowing his lawn, and I was absolutely joyous, absolutely joyous. Since that time, of course, um, death has affected me greatly, and I've changed, and I'm sorry that I felt that way, and that was wrong, and it was childish and and everything. But for quite a period of time there, uh, uh, until, you know, I grew up and started seeing friends and family and people I love die, I I thought his death was a wonderful, wonderful thing. I think for a lot of those people in our lives that have wronged us and made us feel bad or angry or just done things to us that we don't appreciate, the good person in me tries to go somewhere that person means something to somebody. Right, absolutely. So you sympathize and empathize with that because... I, I truly do believe even awful people for the most part, unless you're Osama bin Laden... Even awful people that have done mean things to you, they're they are kind and good to others. Even so I, Ron. I, yeah. I, I I try and at least believe that. But yeah, when you when you said, "Have you ever been joyous?" I wouldn't say I was joyous, but you know, when the news what ten years ago broke that Bin Laden had been forcefully tipped out of the canoe. Yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Don't don't really I, know how much it changes things, but yeah, he had it coming. I also learned at a young age not to wish bad things on people. I had a cranky neighbor at about the age of 11, side big, side, lived, we lived on Spring Lake, which is just south of Prior Lake, uh, big side hill, big hill going down to the lake. He was mowing his lawn on a rider, um, going back and forth sideways, and I said out loud, I'm such a little bastard, I hope that mower tips over. Oh the mower tipped over oh wow we ran down there and helped him he developed a blood clot clot passed away 
Oh, wow. I still, to this day, feel awful, awful, awful about that. That was horrible. Years ago... I was at a golf tournament and somebody for that uh, you could see him. Every, you know these golf tournaments; it always stacks up, and you always see the group in front of you. Sure. Yeah. Well, this guy kept, you know, driving. Guy and gal kept driving their golf cart like idiots at this really nice kind of somber golf event. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, they're going to drive that thing into the water, or they're going to tip it because they're just being reckless and stupid. By the way, they're well into the bottle at like eight thirty in the morning at a charity fundraiser. Sure. Sure enough, they took it on the side of a hill. They went way too far up the hill on the side, and the thing rolled on top of them. And not severely hurt, but they had to call the ambulance out onto the golf course. Okay, now, Ross. And play was halted because this guy, I think, broke his leg. Did your thoughts cause this? Now, and I ask you, did you think to yourself... I hope those some bitches roll that thing. Or did you think, you know what? They're probably going to re- roll that thing. I think I remember thinking that something bad is going to happen, and I won't be shocked if something happens today. I think I you're off the hook. You're off the okay. hook there. I don't think I wished anything to happen. I just do remember thinking, this isn't going to end well. It's 8.30 in the morning, and they're already treating this thing like it's the Indy 500 with their golf cart. John, you are pure of heart. I know you've never had bad thoughts towards uh, people that uh, aren't in politics. Uh, Well, I often, uh, like the highway, take the highway. Uh, When people drive, it's not going in and out. I think... Boy, I, I never want them to die or crash, but I hope right. there's a highway patrolman up yeah. there. Yeah, I do oh, that I every day. No. Yeah, no, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Every yeah. day. There's death yeah. upon them, yeah. no. And, and, and sometimes I'll go so far as to call 911 and try to oh, get a perfect. patrolman in place. Perfect. Okay, yeah. Kenny, perfect. I've asked you stuff before about what is proper. So, okay, a couple of weeks or last week I'm doing my talk mornings, all good for me. And I'm doing my whatever. I'm probably going five over. And I guarantee you each day there was somebody doing like 30 over. Right. Is it appropriate to call State Patrol and say, I'm on 36 and somebody's doing 90, they're at about here, you should keep an eye out for them? Or is that is that too it, much of a narc? Or is that an annoyance? Yeah, no, it's not. That would be wrong for me to do because as long as they're not, as long as they didn't tailgate, didn't run me off the road, they went by me cleanly. They're the uh, they're the rabbit. They're the ones that are going to get pulled over. Yep. And like I've said this, if they're doing ninety, that means I can do seventy. That's always been my assumption that if they yeah. keep driving like that long yeah. enough, they're going to get caught. Right? right. You can't drive right. like that every day at that speed and not get pulled over. You know at what some drives point. me crazy? Going down a two lane highway at you know speed limits fifty five. I'm doing you know fifty nine sixty. Somebody comes up on behind me hot, yeah. and then doesn't pass, and I've gotten so old and crotchety that I'll pull over and let them go by. I just <laughs> nice. don't want to deal with them. I don't want I don't want them tailgating me. Uh, I don't want to speed up. I just pull it over to the shoulder, yeah. wave them by, you know, there you well, go. Well, you have, you have to. There, what else can you do if yeah. they're going to be an idiot and stay on your rear end? Because I, I feel the same way about two-way uh, two highways, two lanes, yeah. you know what I mean. I'm getting so old. Uh, let's <laughs> yeah. pull this thing over, Ross. I, I think yeah, we're done here. Let's do that. I was just about to give you the music anyways. Yeah, um, McLean. I know you're not listening, but in case uh, somebody close to McLean is listening, we uh, wish you the best and hope you uh, recover. And uh, please come back. Please come back early. Please, please, get, get Don. The post, Kenny. I did it last week. Come on, Don. We love you, Don. Please come back. I can't Thanks do it. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm always Cindy's older sister or Marsha's younger sister. I'm always in the middle. And being in the middle is like being invisible. 